Pastor Moore, would you come obey God? Everybody say, jump on him, Jesus. Let's love the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, praise the Lord, church. Isn't it great to be here tonight? Give thanks to none other but the Lord. Got your Bibles turned to the book of Jude. One verse in your hearing tonight, the 20th verse. Uh, thank you for your prayers. We are better. Uh, we're still battling a little, but we're definitely better. So thank you for your concerns and prayers. And God, we pray for others. Definitely, uh, Sister Savannah and Olive, Amen's very sick. And they're in schedule of next Tuesday morning of taking the second one. And so we want God to really reach down and touch them, get all that fever and sickness out of there. And so they won't be a hindrance there in that part. And uh, others, others, let's pray. Amen. Others sick, things of this nature. God be with them. Amen. Jude 20th, 21 verse. But ye beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. God, we ask you to help us do a good job here. Take the next few minutes, plant a few seeds. Let those seeds bring forth that that is pleasing unto you, for that's what this is all about. It's your word, it's your spirit, it's your promises, God, that we're holding on to. Help us, God, to put them in the heart of your people that we love and cherish so much. In that wonderful name of Jesus, we pray. God bless you. You may be seated. Realize it's Wednesday night, but let me say this. Don't ever let what this service just went into and that this time that we took in prayer. Amen. Don't ever take that lightly. There's no telling what really took place here. And even if it infringed on a little bit of the teachings and things of that nature, still, still, because we're talking about prayer anyway. So we were just practicing what we're talking about, the power of prayer, what prayer, the effect of it. Tonight's going to be maybe a little different. Uh, I'm just going to give maybe just a little framework. Just I'm shooting in a, uh, an area. Um, I, I'm, and, 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 and maybe, I'm in the, maybe I'm in the one that's in the fault here. Maybe I'm the one that's just um, whatever. But um, how often have you heard it said in the last few years especially, uh, and, and I don't want to put a number of that, but it's, it's, it's a phrase that's came up uh, pretty often, especially if there's a large gathering. Amen. And you hear the phrase that was in the last part of this verse. Pray in the Holy Ghost. And the statement, and please, I'm not judging nobody. I'm not throwing darts at nobody. I'm not doing any of that. But for the most part, when that, that statement is made, it's almost made like everybody can just instantly start speaking in tongues. Okay, and if I'm taking it wrong, then they can correct me. If this gets to some of them and they don't like what I said, they can correct me. I don't care. But um, I want to talk about that just a little bit. Uh, because one thing, uh, I don't want our youth or anyone else that uh, think we can handle the tongues uh, as a lot of the charismatics and there's a lot that's going on out there. If you don't believe that, go YouTube. YouTube tongues and you'll be shocked what's speaking in tongues. You'll be shocked what vessels is coming out of. But you'll also, you'll realize that hmm, they don't have no Jerusalem ring to it. They don't have no authority and power. It's a trick of the enemy to, again, attack the real deal. Amen. And so I think we and I, we, you and I have to be careful about whenever we talk about praying in the Holy Ghost. Uh, I, I believe God wants us to. How often? I'm going to touch these. I'm going to give you a little framework, okay? And um, so, but uh, also I believe that, um, you know, sometimes you talk about praying in the Holy Ghost. Uh, how many of you ever heard preaching in the Holy Ghost? I mean, you knew as anointed and you as of God. It was preaching. Y'all a little hesitant to answer me tonight. 
You know the difference when the umption of the Lord and power of God moves on a singer, a preacher. Let me ask you something. Are they still in English? Are they still, do you understand what's being said? Are they in the Holy Ghost? They're in as much of the Holy Ghost as when you're in tongues. Tongues don't prove that you're in the Holy Ghost. something wrong okay I told you it's gonna be a little different but anyway amen so uh so we're gonna deal with a few verses to start with just about tongues itself and the order and the way it should be done and we're gonna talk a little bit about even in the spirit that the latter part I believe I believe I believe there's possibly some people that can be that that quickened and that moved you know but I believe there's some things that qualifies and qualifies us Okay. How many of you think you can be qualified for some things? How many of you think you can be disqualified? How many of you think that God qualifies and disqualifies people? Okay. So, again, I'm just, I'm just talking here. I'm just because, and, and, and you know what I think personally? Personally, I think it's just a saying that's kind of caught a catch. Can I, you want me to prove my point? You want me to prove my point? Okay, I'm going to prove my point. Okay. What about this one? Go. 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 I'm going to be honest with you. As far as I know, Brother Posey has framed that. My personal opinion, Brother Posey ought to be the one using it, not everybody else. To a certain degree, okay? What I'm trying to say is, sometimes we just get little catches and little sayings, and we start practicing them, and others pick them up, and they start becoming a, okay? That's the point I'm trying to make about this. So, so this same point sometimes is, Whenever you come up and they, they want to tell you, boy, y'all, boy, I dug something up quick here this morning, or this night, hallelujah. And, uh, but anyway, praise God. And so if you're not careful when you come up, amen, and they say, okay, I want everybody to speak in tongues, or I want everybody to pray in the Holy Ghost. And you feel like an idiot because you're not speaking in tongues, and you know. But I don't feel an ounce of nothing. I'm going to tell you something. I don't, I'm not going to pretend that I've had the Holy Ghost for quite a long time. But I still, don't, I still haven't framed it all up where I can just pretend that it's new one, okay? I, don't, I, 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 believe, I believe you got to be careful there. I mean, come on. We had not learned this thing, baby. <laughs> we, we hadn't got in that place that we can do it without the Spirit and without the umption of the Spirit. Amen. And I believe there's things that qualifies us, amen, to get into that realm and place that we can do it with such ease. And I'm going to prove it to the end of this lesson tonight, okay? Hallelujah. But it's going to take something to, to qualify. Amen. Some, some certain, uh, one is discipline and the other is dedication. Amen. To walk in that, that realm and that place uh, of, the, of God and the power of God. And, and, and most people probably look at you a little strange most of the time. Amen. When you get in that realm and that place, okay? Because they'll be careful what they say around you. They'll be careful what they do a lot of things around you because of, of your walk with God. Okay. So anyway, I hate to jump. Anyway, I'm, I'm here. So. Anyway, best I could tell, this is about the only time I could find. Now, two other things happen before Jude actually talks about it. Now, if you go back to Jude, it's only one chapter. Jude is the half-brother of Jesus. He doesn't make mention of that. He says he's the half-brother. He's the brother of James, which he's a full brother of James, but a half-brother to Jesus. Okay? 
So we know Jude has got some insight. He's been around and he sees a great need contending for the faith of the things that's already transpiring and happening. Most of them believe it's somewhere around 67 A.D., somewhere in that neighborhood. After the second Peter's is written, most of it, some of it, in a lot of it, the same terms that you use out of second Peter's, the second chapter. And so they believe he used it kind of a framework. I don't know. You know, you do with all that you want to. But there's a lot so much of likeness to it and, and comparison there to help us understand what's unfolding. And he goes right into, talks about judgment. He talks about none of them from the angels, a man from the, the old. And none of them gets past judgment and things of this nature. And so he, he comes on down. He's coming to a close. And so we come to this particular verse. And he's talking to us because you and I know God wants us to be saved. That's the bottom line. It's the heartbeat of God. I don't care what anybody thinks or says. It is the will of God for you and I to be saved. Man, that's the reason he came and bled and died. He wants us to win this journey. He wants us to win this battle. He wants us to be victorious. That's the reason he gave us his name. That's the reason he washed us with his blood. That's the reason he sealed us with his spirit. The earnest, the down payment. Amen. To comfort us, to lead us, to guide us and it is God's will for us to pray in the spirit amen but but as us watch this as it, it really unfolds here but two things happen when you look at this particular verse amen first of all bending up yourselves actually Jude's writings here when he talks about praying in the Holy Ghost it's actually the private time personal time it's getting right back to what prayer in that prayer closet Amen. And those things you do in secret and on a on a regular basis. Amen. You don't wait to church services and that's the only time you do it. You don't have enough. We don't have enough church services just to wait for them. Amen. That's kind of like eating. If you only ate three times a week, it would show up. Okay, how much you how much you ate in those three times? If you only ate three times a week, it would show up. It would reveal itself. It would manifest itself. Amen. So same way spiritually as we're talking about here. So Jude is actually talking about working on building up yourselves. Amen. Okay, so in, in prayer or in the Holy Ghost. So let's look at some things. First Corinthians 1, 4, and 8. I thank my God always on your behalf for the grace of God which is given to you by Jesus Christ. That in everything ye are enriched by him by who by Jesus Christ and everything we are enriched in all utterance all utterance utterance now you know you can go on with this utterance and speaking and and all that even the spirit of God gives the utterance I take it the day of Pentecost so I don't have time to do all that okay you know enough about all this to know that in all knowledge even as the testimony of Christ was confirmed in you how does that testimony of Christ confirmed in us it's by the Holy Ghost I mean, really, when you really start looking at the scriptures, the baptism of the Holy Ghost is all throughout the scriptures. Yeah, I mean, when you get a revelation of it, you get an insight of it, you understand the baptism of the Holy Ghost, the gifting of the Holy Ghost, it's all throughout all the scriptures. And so that the testimony of Christ is actually that confirmative is the baptism of the Holy Ghost and evidence of the nine groups of gifts of it and all. Anyway, so that you even come behind in what? No gift. Waiting for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall also confirm you unto the end, that he may be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is our goal. This is, this is what you and I, the reason we're here tonight, amen, you know, regardless of what we may think about it, when it's all said and done, 
We want to finish the goal. We want to be prepared and ready in the grave or out of the grave. When that moment comes, we want to meet him in the clouds. We want to be prepared and ready to meet him. And so in doing that, there are some things that you and I must do. Amen. And prayer is one of them. Amen. I know we're living in a world. It's a busy world. And I believe for the most part, a lot of people are trying to get by without honest and sincere and quality prayer. But that's not going to happen. I personally believe, and I know I mentioned this last Wednesday night, that a lot of the inroads of the enemy and failures from the pulpit, I'm talking from the pulpit now, amen, is a likeness of the pulpits, amen, taking the time to pray and intercede and putting the time into it, amen, and just, you know, just doing enough to get by and just whatever, and, and, and some of Bishop Oda, some of them could tell you more about it than I can as they dealt with things and deal with preachers and deal with some of these, especially as, as one time used to be the judicial judge and so he got involved in some of these uh, activities that went on and what unfolded and, and but I, I guarantee you almost every one of these you can go back and one of the first things that they began to drop the ball on was a prayer life without a prayer life a consistent prayer life amen I'm telling you you and I are not going to survive when we'll not survive there'll be uh, things anyway I'm not going to go into all of that so when you go to 1 Corinthians 14, and let's go to the first verse. I've just got, um, but we're going to go to the first verse. Uh, I, think, I think I give it to you. Yes. Follow after charity and desire spiritual gifts, but rather that he may prophesy. Notice now, here's what the tongues itself. I'm just going to set, give you, I'm just giving you some framework tonight, okay? Of tongues themselves, okay? There is a time and a proper place for tongues, Okay? You know, all of us, if we come in here and spoke like a bunch of Chinamen for 30 minutes, we didn't impress a lot of people. I ain't being ugly here. I'm just, I'm, I'm being truthful here. And that's what he's going to address here. Okay. Uh, again, the point, tongues are necessary. Paul talks about speaking in tongues more than others. But at the same time, if we're not careful, we're trying to make a God out of tongues. And trying to make ourselves spiritual because we're speaking in tongues. But tongues alone. Amen. I'm going to tell you something. If you can speak a tongue to do all this other stuff, but there's other failures in your life, you better get to working on some of those gaps. I was more on target Sunday night than you may realize. Amen. But God help us. We want to work on some gaps. I'm talking about personally and as a church and a local assembly. Amen. In whatever area, especially in the spiritual realms. They're not as obvious as some people may think, and everybody's not going to pick up on it. Because you know what? It's not your business to pick up on everybody's. That's God in mind. <laughs> and I hope more God's in mind. I'll be honest with you. I let God, God, I pray God handle it. God worked on it. God, because you know what? If God does it, it'll be done right. I'm telling you, most of the time when we have to get in and we got to call meetings and we got to do this and do all that other, it don't work out so well. Most of the time it works best from right out of this pulpit and the anointing of the preaching of the word of God, the anointing out there. And if we'll cure it and obey it and, and have a heart for it, amen, it works out a whole lot better. Amen. I mean, God did call all these preachers to be a bunch of counselors and, and, and you know, and be, uh, uh, well, in all this other stuff. I'll tell you what, that's what the Holy Ghost is all about, about foolish of preaching. If we'll just believe the preaching, receive the preaching, the anointed preaching of God, it'll keep us out of that mess. It really will. It will keep us out. And if we'll take out time to pray and take out time to read our Bible, amen, to put some icing on top of all of that, I pray on you, you'll win this battle. You will win this thing. Amen. So, as we look at this, it goes on to the next verse. And I know they took it down, but uh, let's go back to the second verse. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm going to be doing, but uh, 
Amen. I can, I can pull it up here. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understandeth him. Okay. So, you know, when you say pray in the Holy Ghost, and if we get the idea that we all just going to speak in tongues, who are we benefiting? What are we benefiting? You see what I'm trying to say? Now, I believe in getting the Spirit. Don't get me wrong here. Anyway, here we go. But uh, to God, for no man understand him, howbeit in the spirit he speaketh mysteries. Okay? So, next verse. What, and I know he's talking about the gifts here. But he that prophesied speaketh unto men to edification and exhortation and comfort. Now watch this. What Paul is doing, the tongues here is the gift of tongues, interpretation of tongues. But what was happening here, apparently a time that the Corinthian church was taking out time. And I guess everybody was just getting up and speaking their tongues. And Paul went as far as saying everybody had their tongue. Everybody had their this and everybody had that. But nobody was being edified. Let me tell you something about public events and public services. They're about edifying the body and individuals in that local assembly that has come to that service. They're never about just edifying self. God never gives you and I the gifts of the Spirit to edify ourselves. The gifts of the Spirit are given to edify the body, to build up or strengthen the body. And anytime we start using any other reason or any other purpose outside of that, it's self-glorification. And then the glory of God and the glory of the Father cannot fall upon it. The anointing of God can't be upon it and the results can't be the same. But if we'll do it as God blesses us, anoints us and use us and use it for the right purpose and use it for the right reason the gifts are not used for judgment. The gifts are not used to bring forth bitterness and envy and strive and, and things of that nature. No, the gifts is to edify. Amen. To build up, to strengthen the body. That's what the gifts is all about. Amen. All, all nine of them as they come into operation and bring in healing and deliverance and, and, and prophecy and the insight even preaching and teaching itself that is an anointing with that there's anointing that comes with that amen to what open our understanding open our hearts of understanding amen we want to leave here changed we want to leave here fed we want to leave here with some insight amen we come you don't go and spend you know 20 or 50 100 dollars amen at a restaurant and want to leave there hungry You know, it's a bad deal when you have to go pay $100 for a place and then you got to stop at McDonald's or Burger King's or Wendy's or Superstore or whatever. Amen. On the way home because you're hungry. Amen. Because, man, they didn't have nothing that enticed you. And so that's not the will of God. It's the will of God for each and every one of us to be fed every time we come. To receive instruction. To receive guidance. And so I'm just giving you some framework. Okay. Just, just hang with me. You go down to about the uh, 12th verse. Even so, if or as much as ye are zealous of spiritual gifts, seek that ye may excel to what? To the edifying of the church. If you want to be used of God, seek it in a manner of a way that you want to edify the church. Amen. In whatever position, whatever place, whatever gift, with that zeal, that's, that's what it's about. Wherefore, let him that speaketh in unknown tongue pray that he may interpret. In other words, if he's going to speak in tongues, if he's going to be in a service, pray that he's also going to give an interpretation. If he's not going to give this interpretation, then you know what? For if I pray for in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth, but my understanding is unfruitful. What is it then? I will pray with the spirit, and I will pray with the understanding also. I will sing with the spirit, and I will sing with the understanding. Understanding also. Boy, watch this one. How many of you ever really heard anybody sing in tongues? Now, 
You know what I saw? I seen one, two, three, four, about five or six from the old days. Did you know that was pretty common practice about 50 years ago? Y'all looking at me again like. You know what I think's happened if we're not careful again? We begin to misuse some of this. And it's prone to. You know why? Because these are earthen vessels. That's the reason it's dangerous to lift them up. To try to elevate them. Put them in position once God uses them. That they look at your little cross-eyed. First thing you want to say, I thought you used the Holy Ghost. I thought, yeah. Well, you got to remember they're earthen vessels. They're not God. They're not perfect. But at the same time, you know, as we're being used of God, we don't want to get elevated and like we're exempt. They tell me that Congress feels like they're exempt from all the laws they passed. I don't know. <laughs> but they talk like they are. You know, they can, they can, you know, do deals and things of this nature. But, but, but when it comes to us, we can't do that. We've we, we got to be faithful to God and faithful to the service of God. But anyway, I just, I'm just trying to bring a few points out about this and being used in tongues, being used in the spirit, to doing it in a manner, a way that edifies and builds up and that strengthens us. Because when you get to Jude, amen, this is what he's talking about, is getting in the Holy Ghost, getting by yourself and praying in the Holy Ghost because this is what's going to edify you. This is what's going to build you up. You can't just depend on your local assembly and your local services, amen, to, to, to get you through the journey, amen. you got to get some private time, amen. Man, you got to spend some personal time, and there's nothing like it. I'm telling you, there is absolutely nothing like it. Amen. To get by yourself with God and get lost in God and, and just get wrapped up in it. Time don't mean anything and all this other. And I'm going to show that at the end of this. Amen. And I, I, I'm going to do my best. I won't go past 830, but I, I'm going to do my best to cover this. I don't have a three pages, so I'm, I'm going to do good tonight. Ephesians. Um, yeah, let's go to Ephesians 5 and 15. And the only thing I'm going to say there, the first verse, the 15th verse. See then that he walks circumspectly. Basically, not as fools, but as wise. Come on, folks, let's don't be foolish about this. Let's be wise with it. You know, circumspectly means to be careful. To watch, to observe what's going on around you. Peter says, be, be sober, be vigilant. Amen, because you've got an adversary. But let's be, let's be watchful and careful. And, and everything about living for God. Wanting to be used of God. Amen. That, that we don't have to wait. Amen. We've got to be as, just as concerned about our private time as our public time. Okay? It's just as important. When it comes to living for God and, and having the power of God and the operation of God. To, amen. To unfold and take its, its place in our lives and our hearts. Amen. And to work for us. Hallelujah. In a manner the way that we're looking for and expecting it. And God's working, folks. We're, we're moving. We're, we're moving. And I believe in this. And I believe God's wanting us to mature. I'm going to tell you something. I'm still on that same area. I know I'm not. To, amen. I'm, I'm talking about prayer. But again, they're talking about being adults. We're talking about being elders. We're talking about being pillars in the church. We're talking about being pillars in our community. We're talking about amen, owning businesses and running businesses and getting involved in our community. Amen. This is all plays a part of it. When you get out there on them highways and those byways and they observe you and they watch you and they watch the blessings of God and the favor of God upon you. And they watch how you conduct yourself. And when you're in those places, how that God can use you. That you can pray the prayer of faith. That you can be a testimony, a light unto them and say the right things or just give them an ear sometime and give them a love sometime. Time. Amen. Sometimes 
you and I would be surprised how little it takes. Amen. But uh, when but God's in it, and the favor of God's upon it, and the favor of God's in your life and flowing through you, amen, to be a witness and a light to others. The stages of this world is being set. Amen. I'm telling you, the chaos and the trouble and the, 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 the drama that's taking place, the drugs that's having its effect, and the, and the health problems, I'm telling you, the stage is being set for one of the greatest revivals that can take place. But the church has got to be prepared. The church has got to be ready. And we've got to be spiritually ready. Amen. Because it's going to be a spiritual conflict, a spiritual battle. Amen. And we're going to wrestle against principalities and against powers. Amen. Not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and dominions and things of that nature. So you and I have got to be anchored and we got to be settled. We got to have an understanding, amen, that we're just not going to get caught up in emotions and we're not just going to get caught up in the moment. You may ask, why why am I kind of focusing? I don't want our youth or our children or nobody else just get caught up in a moment and think they can, they can speak in tongues and be used that way without making any sacrifices. Without making any commitments. How many of you really believe you can have good old-fashioned services and moves of God without pre-prayer service? When you get down to it, we, really, we, we believe, hey, you know, you can slip by a time or two, but... But you know, most of the time, that right back yonder really is the foundation of services on a regular basis. Not just that back there, but then our, our, our daily prayers and commitment and dedication to God. Why? We want the presence of God in this house. We love it as much as anybody. We don't want it. We, we want it for them. But you know what? We want it for ourselves as much as for them. Man, there's nothing like the presence of God. I'm still astounded at the presence of God sometimes. The power and the lifting it has in our lives. Amen. So, Romans 8, 15 talks about um, that he received not the spirit of bondage, but we have received what? Uh, the spirit of adoption. Amen. So when you talk about Abba, and that means that gives you the right to call God Father. That's exactly what it's talking about. So whenever you're talking about prayer, and you're talking about praying in the Spirit, that's exactly what's happened. You've got this son and father relationship that's going on in this moment in time, especially in private, to build you up and to strengthen you and to bring you where God wants you to be. Amen. And so uh, I'm going to bypass that second page. Uh, uh, let's go all the way. I hate to do this, but I'm going to do it. But I'm afraid if I don't, I may, uh, I may pass my time. And, and I want to get to the latter part of this because it's, it's, it's where I want to get. Amen. So when, when we look at the, the next page, let's go to... Um, Let's go to Luke 11, 1. Let's go to the bottom part of that second page. Luke 11, 1. Came to pass that as he, talking about Jesus, came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place. When he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray. I'd love to heard that prayer meeting. I love to hear what was said and what was done. That all of a sudden this disciple looks at the Lord and tells him, teach us to pray 
after he had got through praying. I don't know how often, how many times, Brother Ford mentioned this this morning. Amen. In those events, even with Peter inside that inner circle, they fell asleep. I mean, we got to deal with this flesh, like it or not. Sometimes, man, it just aggravates you to death. You know, you get to down. How many of you ever, you know, you've, you've been up for a few minutes and you've done this and done that, and then you go in to pray, and you hadn't yawned for the first 30 minutes, and all of a sudden you get down to pray, and all of a sudden you're getting out of prayer. Lord, have mercy. Where'd that come from? God forgive me. You know I wouldn't yawn for nothing in the world. I mean, it just aggravates you. You may not look at that, but I don't want to yawn in God's face. <laughs> it's very disrespectful amen and so I mean I'm mindful of that stuff and so I think about it and I say Lord if you'll help me I know it's nothing but attack of the enemy I mean, he don't want me to pray he's going to try to do everything he can I mean I done drove from all the way to the house I hadn't yawned any I done brushed my teeth combed my hair a little bit put on a few clothes and I got here amen I hadn't yawned any get in here and kneel down and man within 30 seconds oh Man, Brother Ford and him wasn't in here. I jump up and scream and holler and do some, but I don't do all that with them all here because they, they think I've done and then lost it. But anyway, hallelujah, praise God. But, amen. It just aggravates me, but I know it's attack of the enemy and flesh, flesh, oh carnal, oh flesh, amen. Because your flesh don't want to pray. I'm going to tell you right now, it don't mind going to Dini's, it don't mind going to the restaurants, it don't mind going to parties, it don't mind going to. That's the reason whenever you have good cooks, actors, uh, and things that makes man, you get all kind of folks. But you call it a good prayer meeting. Anyway, it's the truth. Amen. This flesh, this flesh. So, so if you ever think you're just really going to get in that place, it's not. Your flesh is not. It's always going to buck against you. It's going to wrestle against you. But here, here. Amen. Apparently this prayer meeting, and he, even John, and I don't know what John taught him. The scriptures don't tell us. But he goes on to say, to teach us to pray like John taught his disciples to pray. Amen. So apparently John taught them to pray in some form, in some manner. Amen. So even John was a prayer warrior from all accounts. And I hate to try to put anything in there. I'm just saying but what's being said here, what's been given to us about this. So praying always, Ephesians 6 and 18. And so this is the last part I'm going to start getting into. Amen. Praying always with all prayers and supplication in the spirit. That's capitalized. Amen. So, so again... It is God's will, and we are instructed by Paul and all the disciples, amen, to pray in the Spirit. That's what you pursue. That's what your goal is. Every time you got time and you set time aside to pray, you want to pray in the Spirit. You want to pray in tongues. Because when you talk about praying in the Spirit, amen, if you do any study, even the premier Bible talks about it, it's praying in tongues. So if you're asking me tonight, how often do you speak in tongues? Well, as often as you get in prayer in the Spirit. <laughs> so the goal is to do it every day. Is it going to happen every day? Well, you better than I am. Now, I ain't leaving your wide open gate there because I'm going to work on that. Because I believe God wants us to. Not only does God want us to, I believe we need to. We need to in that spiritual realm Get into that place and that newness and refreshness of the Holy Ghost and the power of God in our minds, in our hearts, and in our spirit. Amen. I know I talked, I said it last Wednesday night. You know, maybe I ought to get some banners to put up here. Little prayer, little power. Big, lot of prayer, amen, a lot of power. Prayer, amen, is the hinges. Amen, it's the foundation. If you don't have a prayer life, you're not going to have much of nothing else. You can have a lot of talent, a lot of skill. You can have a lot of charisma. You can speak. and You can call yourself a preacher. And you can call yourself a singer. You call yourself an instrument player and all this other stuff. But if you don't have a prayer life, it's not going to be anointed. And you know what? Everybody knows. They may pat us on the back and say, man, you've done a good job. Yeah. 
you know, man, yeah. But, but you know and I know, amen, when God's in it, when the anointing's in it, amen, that's what it's all about, man. That's what thrills my heart, my spirit. That's what lives me. It's when I know that God was in it and God anointed God was pleased with it. Hallelujah. You know what? And I found out you are, amen. When it's like that, you're blessed. You're uplifted. You're strengthened. Amen. All that works together. Well, it's not going to work without prayer. So we've got to pray and we've got to pray in the spirit. Go to Luke 18 and just the first verse. I'm just going to go to the first verse probably. We know this uh, parable about the widow, but I just want to. And he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought to always to pray and not to faint. Amen. Men always to pray. Prayer is a part of our, our genes. Prayer should be interwoven in us. It's just a part of our daily routine. Y'all excited about that? Has it became a part of your daily routine? Has it interwoven into you to a place that you won't go not one day without somewhere, somehow, spending some time form a type of prayer? I believe it can get there. I believe it will get to the point, amen, that you know what? Amen. Either I'm going to get up early and pray or I'm going to set some things aside. I'm going to pray for this day is over. Amen. I mean, I mean, there's too much joy, too much strength, too much responsibility, and too much of a duty on my part. My children, my family, my community around me. Amen. I'm going to pray. I'm going I'm to put some time aside. Amen. And there's nothing wrong. I believe praying always. I believe you can wash dishes and pray. I believe you can deer hunt and pray. I believe you can drive down the road and pray. And pray. I believe some of you need to pray when you're driving down the road. But anyway, hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. And everybody else may be praying around. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Get everybody praying. But anyway, that's what they used to say about me. That nobody liked my driving around here. Hallelujah. But I don't know why. I don't praise God. But anyway, God was good to us. Ain't angels with us. And he always kept us. And, and we had a good time. And, you know, I just checking their faith. And hallelujah. Some of them didn't have a whole lot of it. And praise God. But, but prayer, prayer. Amen. So you could pray. But I'm going to tell you something. You can't let none of those times rob you of taking that time of a personal uh, separation. Amen. Setting everything aside. Putting a cell phone in another room. Whatever it may take. Amen. To, to, that prayer. That nothing will, will, will bother you, amen, or get a hold of you because you're going to pray and you're going to talk to God. God, this time's dedicated to you, amen. I'm going to have fellowship with you. I'm going to have companionship with you, amen. And so in this, and this is where I'm going to build up my faith. This is where I'm going to build up my edification, amen, getting edified with me and God alone, amen, and, and finding some strength and help that I need. So you've got to do that. So everywhere. And it goes on. It talks about the widow there. And you know her consistency of coming. And by that and what the, the judge said in the fifth verse said. Yet because of this widow trouble me. And will avenge. Uh, I will avenge her. Why? Lest her continual coming she weary me. Her continual coming. There's something about you coming on a regular basis, on a daily basis, knocking on God's door, crying out to Him and touching and reaching out to Him. Amen. God will cure this. God will move. It moves the powers of God into our lives. You look at Luke 21 and 34. Take heed to yourselves and let, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with subverting and drunkenness and cares of this life so that they come upon you unawares. Now watch this. He's talking about the coming of the Lord. Things overcoming us. Come on, folks. We got stuff bombarding us from every direction now. Pulling at us and trying to distract us and keeping us busy. Doing things, you know. 
But for as a snare shall it come on all them that dwell upon the face of the whole earth. Watch ye therefore and pray always. Not sometimes, not part of the times. But the Bible says always that it may be what? Accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. So you know what this scripture is telling me? That means to tell me if we're getting in end time, we ought to pray more than we've ever prayed. We ought to spend more time in prayer because we know it's end time. How many of you believe that we're in end time? How many of you believe the coming of the Lord is soon? So with that witnessing and wave of your hands, that commits you, amen, to say, you know what? This is the words of Jesus Christ. i got to start taking out more time in praying and spending time in prayer, talking to God and magnifying Him and having a move of the Holy Ghost in my life, in my own personal life, because I get a right move in here. Amen, it's going to affect my brothers and sisters and my local assembly and my neighbors and, and those around me. So continue prayer, amen. Man, especially as you see the time coming. You can look at Acts 1 and 14. All continued with one accord in prayers and supplications. You can look at Acts 6 and 4. We will give ourselves continually to prayer. Acts 10 and 2. Talk about Cornelius. Pray to God always. So what am I building here? Now this is the last of them. I'm trying to get you to point to the place where. Amen. To pray in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Anybody that's pronged or subject to be able to do that. At the drop of a hat. It's going to be somebody that prays all the time. It's going to be somebody that has committed themselves. And dedicated themselves. In a manner and a way. In a walk with God. Amen. It can't be people just walked in off the street. It can't be people that's been busy fishing and golfing and doing everything else amen for the last two or three days and they walk into a service and all of a sudden we got this big service and everybody's going to start praying the Holy Ghost that's a bunch of bunch of junk folks I'm going to just tell you like it is that's too much flesh and too much carnality into that you've got to get it under subjection you've got to get in that realm you've got to get in the vein of the Holy Ghost you've got to get in the power of his spirit and you and I are nobody else just going to nonchalantly walk in here and do it I don't care what the, what degree of Pentecost we are or how many Pentecostals we got how many how many back our names is covering I don't care about all that I'm just simply telling you there is a process there is a process so it can be done but I don't think just any and everybody's going to be able to do it okay <laughs> that's the reason we have to be careful when we make these kind of type of statements and and, and push amen for these certain areas uh, I think we need to be careful. Amen. What, what we mean by that. Now, I'm, I'm fixing to finish up here, but Colossians 4 and 2, Acts 12 and 5. I don't believe I got that one. Amen. Peter said that the prayers was made without ceasing of the church about Peter. The 12th chapter, you know about that. Colossians 4 and 2 says, continue in prayer. Go to Luke 2 and 36. It's going to talk about a lady right here. There was one Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phineel and of the tribe of Esther. She was a great age and had lived with an husband for seven years from her virginity. Next verse. And she was a widow of about fourscore and four years. Now, some commentary says that's her age. But if I, and I'm just an old country boy, I don't, I'm, you know, I don't, I, but anyway, I say she was a widow of about four score and four years. I say she's a widow for about 84 years. Now, you take it what you want, it don't matter. But just listen to that. 
which departed not from the temple, but served God with fastings and prayers night and day. Now watch this. The next verse. Watch this next verse. Now this is what I'm talking about. This is what qualifies us. This is what qualifies individuals to be able to respond in that moment, that time, in that way. She coming in. What was happening there? What was taking place in the temple? Who had been brought to the temple? Who was being circumcised and named in the temple here? The one called Jesus Christ. And the Bible says she coming in. In that instant. It didn't take her five minutes. It didn't take, she didn't have to run to a prayer room. She didn't have to go nowhere else. She didn't have to ask anybody else. But because she had continually prayed. And fasted and been before God. For 84 years. Amen. Instantly when she came in. She recognized him. That wasn't the first eight day old boy. Amen. It had been brought into that tabernacle honey. But that was the first one that was Messiah. That was the one. The first one It was called Jesus Christ. And she knew instantly. So what I'm trying to tell you tonight, amen, if you want to walk in that power, in that, that realm, you've got to get become a daily practice. You've got to get involved in it on a daily, on a daily basis. You've got to enter to that temple, and you can. Not so much this temple, but you and I can enter. As we stand in this house tonight, there's a temple that's in the heavens. There's a tabernacle that's in the heavens. There's a high priest that never slumbers or sleeps. And there's a lamb, amen, that paid a price. And a few on the aisle kneel in prayer and call on him in prayer. On on a daily basis, you can enter into that realm and enter into that place every single day of your life. It depends upon you and I. Depends upon if we want to be disciplined enough, if we want to be hungry enough and thirsty enough. Amen. To discipline our lives, to push some things aside. Say, I want to know you, God. And I'll fellowship with you. Anna done it. 84 years as a widow. Married a man to a man for seven years. And then he passed on, died for whatever reason. I don't know. But here she is. So it gives us an example of it. You can go to 1 Timothy 5 and 5. Amen. And it talks about a widow indeed there. That desolate, trusted in God. But watch it. And continueth in supplications and prayers night and day. I know. We're living in a world tonight, and I'm not jumping on nobody. Okay? I'm not. I'm not. Okay? I'm just telling you, I believe there's some things that's going to qualify us. If we want some handles, if we want to see some operations of the powers of God... We want to see some loved ones really brought, brought out of darkness and out of bondage and out of sin and the powers of the enemy. We want to see revival and we want and we do. I believe that. But I believe there's a price to pay. I believe there's a commitment that's got to be made. Amen. And not just, oh, we got to get in it together. We got to get in it together. Amen. And this widow that was indeed a widow. You know what it meant when it said it was indeed a widow? Amen. You know what it meant? She had, she had lost her husband. She had no children. She had no nephews. No family. Nobody to depend on except God and the church. God and the church. And she trusted and depended on God. 
Amen. I'm telling you, God, amen, will help us. I don't care if you think you're all by yourself. You commit yourself to God. God will make a way. God would open up doors. God will bless you. God will strengthen you. God ain't changed his mind. There's just a price that has to be paid. And this church, we can pay that price. And out revival, we can get those fields. They may not be willing to sell this land. But if we pray right, we get hold of God right, they'd be willing to sell those lands. They'd be willing, amen, not only sell it, but they'd even give it. And I don't want them to give it but you know what I'm trying to tell you. Because you, you get the power and the heartbeat of God and the move of God. And we can have it here just like anybody else. We can have it right here. But it's up to you and I. Nobody else is going to pay the price for it. You and I have got to pay the price. You and I have got to do the praying. I can pray for you, but I can't do your praying. I can lift you up before God and I do my best every day. But I can't come to everybody's house and make you spend an hour or whatever time you want to spend. But if you want it, baby, you've got to make up in your mind. You've got to make it up in your spirit. And you got to get it in your heart and your mind and spirit. It's not going to happen unless I do it. I've got to do it. Well, you can read all the books. You can listen to all the preaching you want to. But all said and done, you and I still just get this gets right down to one thing. You and I have got to pray. you got to pray. We come up with all the gadgets. We can build all the rooms and the fancy stuff in it. We can get all type of music. But the bottom line, it comes right down. I still got to pray. I still got to come in there and pray. And talk to God. And lift up my voice. And build a fellowship and a relationship with Him. Amen. In such a manner of way that I'm longing and hungering and thirsting. Hallelujah. That, that time won't mean nothing a lot of times. Won't mean a thing. No, because of what's unfolding and what's happening and what's taking place. Amen. I, I love you tonight. Why don't we just come around right quickly? It's, uh, it's uh, 827. We've got a few minutes here. Why don't we just come around and ask God to help us? Help us with our prayer lives. Teach us, God. Guide us. Hey, there's no greater teacher than the Holy Ghost. Hey, everybody's got their own way. Everybody's got their methods that works best for them. I'm not here to try to dictate that. I don't try to dictate your time. Some still push toward early, and that's best. If there's any way you can get up early and pray before the day gets started, and you get you know busy with things, that's the best thing. Best other way is three times a day. You know, 10, 15 minutes, whatever it might be, whatever you can offer, whatever you can give. Amen. And I know you're busy. You raise the children. You got school. You got jobs. Hey, I understand all of that. Hey, I'm busy. Too, I know. Amen. I'm telling you, I know. But but the, the same on the same token, you and I've got to also realize, you know what? I got some time and I'm gonna pray. I'm not just gonna lie away the time. I'm not just gonna sit around and do nothing. No, amen. If I got some time to spare, I'm gonna be talking to God. I'm gonna be lifting up somebody. I'm gonna be taking on some of these couples that's got these children so busy. I'm gonna be praying for them and God would help them and God would bless them. And I'm gonna be praying for folks out here that nobody, maybe nobody's praying for. Those unspoken folks out there that nobody don't even know. Be praying for them, God. Praying God's hand. God's going to pray for your pastor, man. If you ain't got nothing to pray for, pray for me. God, help my mind and my heart and spirit. I want to feed lambs and feed sheep like I ain't never done it in all my life. Hallelujah. I want to have the fattest sheep, the fattest lambs, amen, in the Pentecostal movement. Hallelujah. They're both gifted, the most talented. And I'm not talking about just in music either, honey. I talk about the gift of the spirit. I talk about war against demons and demonic forces, the powers of evil. Hallelujah. That they send lunatics our way. They seem to ever protest our way. I'll tell you, we serve the God that liberates and delivers. He don't halfway do it either. He can do it all the way. It's going to come because we have committed ourselves to prayer.
committed ourselves and given ourselves and disciplined ourselves. That's what it's going to take to pray. Let's talk to God a minute here. God, we love you. We appreciate you tonight. We're thankful, God, as we sung that song tonight already. We're thankful, God, of your presence and your touch and your anointing. Your touch in our hearts, your touch in our minds, your touch in our spirit. I'm thankful, God, for every man, woman, boy, and girl in this assembly tonight. She reached down and touched them and ministered to them and strengthened them. Help us all, God. We all need help. We all need your touch and favor upon us. We all need you to help us, God, to anoint us and move upon our hearts. Help us, God, to pray like we never prayed. Build that fellowship with one another and with you, God. Praying down the riches of your will. The riches of your power and the riches of your heartbeat. Praying for the Maples family, God. Praying for these are sick and afflicted in their bodies. That the mighty hand of God, the healing virtue of the Lord, reaching down, God, and touching and strengthening, God, our elders, our young people, our children, our middle aged, and all that's in between, God. Oh, the favor of God, the mercies of the Lord. Help us be Holy Ghost filled. Help us be God filled with the Holy Ghost, the power thereof. Help us walk in this marvelous light and truth, God. Giving you honor and praise and glory in this house. Being thankful, God, for your long-suffering and mercy. God, we stand before you like that perfect. Have mercy on us, God. Have mercy on us and save us and deliver us, God, to walk in the beauties of your call and election and service. Giving you the glory, giving you the praise, and giving you the honor here tonight. As you move upon our behalf, as you move upon our souls, as you move upon our minds and our spirit, every young child of this church, God, every child, God, would be touched. A desire to pray, a desire to love you, a desire to serve you all the days of their lives. We ask it in no other name but the wonderful name of Jesus. Your heart beat, God, your will will be done in every soul and heart in this place tonight, giving you glory and praise and honor tonight and through and by the wonderful name of Jesus. Jesus. Praise God, church. Praise God. God's good to us, church. Oh, God's good to us. We should never be ashamed to pray. Amen. Amen. Let God touch us and minister to us. Praise the Lord. If everything goes to plan this Sunday night, Brother Ford will be preaching for us. Tuesday night, Brother Bright would be with us. We're changing the Wednesday night service to Tuesday night. That's following Sunday, Brother Keith Phillips is supposed to be with us the 18th. And then the last Sunday night, the 25th, man, Brother, Car- uh, Brother uh, Adrian Sanford's going to be with us just Sunday night only. So I'm just giving everybody a heads up. If everything goes to plan, if nothing don't change, so maybe it won't. So, all right. Love you. Appreciate you. God bless you.